An elephant's pregnancy takes two years. 22 months or so with a baby in their womb. Rats become pregnant just after 21 days. In 18 months, two rats can create over 1 million relatives. Over 1 million. And it doesn't end there. If left unchecked, a pair of rats can produce 482,580,800 children. Okay, grandchildren, great, 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 grandchildren, like relatives. Half a billion in 18 months. That's how fast rats can multiply. So I was thinking about these two examples and I thought, this is what happened in churches. When we leave the work of the church to big people, with to elephants, people with recognitions, big gifts, people we believe, they're anointed. When we leave the work to them, it takes two years for them to become three. But if everyone, as insignificant as you think you are, you can do something, in 18 months we can become one million. Yes. If we can copy the right system. It doesn't take long for them to allow their kids, not to allow their kids to start having babies. 21 days. If you've been in the church for three weeks, you are ready. If you've been here for three weeks, you are ready. So that's, I want just to prepare your mind to see that is the example we want to follow. If we will all do something, the church, the gospel will go further and faster. You know what? If you ask most people in the church, what kind of church would you like to belong to? The good people, good people will tell you, I would like a church that is caring. A church that reaches out to those who don't know Jesus. And people will tell you all these things they would love to see in the church. They would love to see these great things happening in the church. Rightfully so. But often, care. Outreach, prayer, they are just programs run by the church. And when we talk about caring, for example, let's take an example of caring. We have a team called the pastoral care team in our church. In most churches, care is an office run by some people, often volunteers, and led by the pastor for a specific demographic a specific category of people in the church. So if you are sick, the pastoral care team will call you and pray with you. If you have an issue, someone will reach out to you. And that if we have enough volunteers on that team to reach out to everybody. But how about someone we don't know they are sick? How about someone who is, doesn't fit in that demographic, in that category of people who can receive that because the resources are limited, isn't it? The resources are limited. You can only go to the people we think they need immediate help. So how about those people we don't think they have immediate help? So you will see some people are not cared for in the church because it's a program. And a program can only reach a particular category of people who tick the box 
purposes of that program. It's nobody's fault. It's just how it is that what we have in Australia, we have programs, government programs to help people. When you go there, you apply, they ask you questions. Since when you started working? Since when you stopped working? Since why did you lose your job? When this and this. And before you get one dollar from the government, you will fill 20 pages. Making sure you fit in that category of people who should benefit from that. It's the same thing in every organization, in every church. We run programs. And those programs can only reach people who fit under that category. Designed by the program. And I think it's a great idea. But I don't think it's effective. Why it's not effective? Because some people are left out. What would, would it take for us to expand the scope of care in our community? What would it take to build a church where everyone is cared for? And how do we do that? How do we do that? My answer to that problem is that we need to shift from programs to culture. If care becomes culture, everybody will care for someone and everybody will be cared for. If it's culture, prayer is culture, everybody will pray for someone and everybody will be prayed for. So, this is what I want to bring to the church this year. How about we change programs into culture? All the things we value in the church should become culture and not programs. So I want to suggest three things to you. Connect, care, and cultivate. Let's talk about connect. There are people in our lives who are seeking for answers. They are. We need to discover them. God is already working in some people's heart. It is our responsibility to go to them. Luke 15, 4. What man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the 99 in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it? I want to draw your attention to these two verbs in this passage, leave and go. Those who need Jesus may not have the courage to come to church. Some people need God, but they, they are not comfortable to join this. They think if they step in this room, their roof will fall because of how bad they think their lives are. Or some people, they've been hurt by the church. And they don't want to go to church. Why? Because of what has happened. Rightfully so. Like it's, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you there are reasons why people don't want to go to church. We should go, leave, and go and find them. It's time for us as a church to build a culture of connecting. Leaving and going may look different to different people, but always involves connecting. It is time for us to connect with people who need God. So the question is, who are you connecting with? Now you can turn your card. The first question is, who are you connecting with? Who in your life you feel like they are seeking at work, in the office? Who is seeking? 
Uh, leave those people who don't listen to you alone. Leave them alone. There is a time for everyone. Just seek for those people who are trying to, who listen to you already. You chat about other things. You talk about sports. You talk about, you know, stuff. Yeah. It is God's work. Remember, you don't save people. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. If he's already at work, he will do it. Not everybody will listen to you. So it's okay. But those who are listening to you, are you connecting? He's already in your life. She's already in your life. We call them a person of peace, of people of peace. Someone who listens to you. Someone who likes you. They are there. They don't know Jesus. But they listen to you about football. Maybe that's the beginning. That's where you should start. The second one is care. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 27. So that there will be no division in the body. But that the members would have the same concern for each other. So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. If one of us suffers, we all suffer with them. I want that church. I want to be part of that church. Instead of asking, who is caring for me? You should be asking yourself, who am I caring for? That is an important question. Imagine if everybody cares for someone in the church. We're talking about the one. If you care for someone in the church, when they are not here, give them a call. When you hear they are sick, give them a call. That's all. Just, just care. Everybody will be cared for. Because everybody's doing it. It's culture. Everybody's doing it. It becomes problematic because it's a program and the pastor gets overwhelmed. And I'm not here to defend myself. I'm just here to tell the truth. The program gets overwhelmed. The three volunteers we have on the pastoral care team get overwhelmed. And we try hard. We try the best we can to reach out to people. But by the time we get to you already well, <laughs> the sickness is gone. That's the issue with programs. They are limited. Let me explain. It's not complicated as we often think. Caring is simply paying attention. Caring is paying attention to needs, to dreams, and fears. Church, let me make this simple. Just learn to pay attention. We all have needs. We all have dreams. We all have fears. We all need someone who listens to our fears and dreams. We all need someone who will just pay attention. You don't need to meet every need. In fact, you cannot. You don't need to dissolve all every fear in someone's life. And you don't have to make every dream happen. I can't even make them happen in my own children's life. I can't. Caring is simply ensuring the person knows you know their needs. You know their fears and you know their dreams. No human being is capable of meeting all needs of someone else. No one. It's just an impossible expectation. But everyone can pay attention. Everyone can pay attention. Because we pay attention to things. 
different things in our lives. We do pay attention to things. Can you pay attention? Try it today with your wife. Just pay attention. You'll be the happiest man. Sometimes my wife will come to me and start talking. And I want to jump in to fix the problem. Like when she starts, I see already where she's going. And I'm like, yeah, I think we can do it. She's like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Don't try to fix me. I just want you to listen. I did not come for a solution. I came for attention. And I'm like, <laughs> it's hard for men to just pay attention. We want to fix things. We are built to fix things. Oh, sometimes people don't need us to fix them or things. They just want us to pay attention. And I'm not saying it's bad to fix things. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's bad to fix things. I'm just saying in the heart of every human being, there is that need to be heard. The need to be seen. The need to be understood. When you listen, they feel heard. When you are present in the moment, they feel seen. You know, people are lonely not because they are alone. People are lonely because they don't feel seen. Oh, people are lonely because they don't think anybody's paying attention. So they feel lonely. Loneliness and being alone are two different things. I encourage you to start paying attention. You will cure loneliness around you. The more you pay attention, the more people feel seen, the more people feel understood. Let's start paying attention to people's fears. Everybody has one. Everybody fears something. Everybody is, 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 is concerned about something that may happen tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. Everybody has some fears. Everybody has some dreams. Everybody would like to achieve something. Everybody, my, my, my daughter told me, I'm glad you are still dreaming, Papa. I'm glad you're still dreaming. You, you are 44, you're still dreaming. I said, do you think I'm old? <laughs> that, that was a compliment, but it, it went south. It went wrong. <laughs> I'm still dreaming. It was a compliment, but yeah. Everybody has dreams. We still dream. Pay attention to those dreams. Listen to people. It can be as small as starting a course or, or, or something, building a fence at their place or something, just a dream, small thing. Listen to people's dreams. Listen to people's fears. Listen to people's needs. You, you can't fix everything, but just listen. Just pay attention. The church should be where people feel heard, seen, and understood. This place should be a place where we feel seen, heard, and understood. Where fears, dreams, and needs matter. Even if we cannot solve them, we must be able to pay attention to them. So let's build a caring church. We need to develop caring culture. A caring culture begins with you and I. If we will all start paying attention, if we will all, no, when we finish the service, don't rush home. Someone wants you to listen. I know you are busy. I know you are. But somebody needs you. If we all pay attention, imagine that kind of church. I want to stay there where everybody feels seen, understood. But it begins with you listening. It begins with you paying attention. And this year we really want to change it from the church you want to see to the church you are. 
be the church you want to see. It's on us to care. It's on us to change the culture of our church. And finally, cultivate. Cultivate. This year we want to cultivate. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Cultivating each other and committing to each other's growth should be a collective endeavor. We should all be helping one another to grow. Instead of helping one another grow, we gossip about one another. Did you see what she did? Oh, she, she, she's just difficult. You know, you see what she said? Did you hear what she did? No. The Bible said build each other up. Don't, don't push one another. Don't tear down one another. Don't build one another up. What are we doing to build one another up? The issue is when we leave this to elephant. Oh, he's the pastor, he should do it. Oh, I'm upset because the pastor didn't do it. Some people will listen to you who will never listen to me. So don't bring me everybody. Some people, yes, I need to talk to them. But some people will listen to you. They will connect with you. And that's how, that's how rats multiply. If we leave it to the elephant, we think they are elephant. I'm a big rat. I'm not an elephant. You, you misread You misread me. <laughs> And I can tell you, you are ready. You are ready to do this. <laughs> oh, the leaders should do this. Oh, the pastor should do this. No, no. If we all pray for someone, if we all invite someone, Ganeda is too small for us. If we all do it. You don't need to have all the answers. You just need to help people discover faith. So the question is, who are you praying for? Who are you praying for? Who doesn't know Jesus? Or who has left faith? Who are you praying for? Who are you journeying with? Who are you bringing with you? How many times have you invited them to church? Some people will take 100 invitations before they show up. Research has shown that the average of people's response to come to church is at least 100. Uh, let me say that in a clear language. Maybe I'm not being heard. So you invite them today. They say no. You invite them tomorrow. They say no. You invite them in the afternoon. They say no. You invite them after two weeks. They say no. 100 times average people respond to that invitation on the 100th time. That's normal. That's normal. Like, that's the average. We got, get discouraged after three times. <laughs> oh, they don't listen. Look how difficult they are. Demons in their head. No, there is no demon. How much do you love them to persist? <laughs> okay, sometimes there is a demon. <laughs> so the questions I want you to carry home and find some answers are on this card. Who are you connecting with? 
who is that person you feel like they are they may be inclined to hear God's word who is that person in your life if we all do it we will change this nation if we all do it who are you caring for and this comes on inside and outside in honestly it breaks our heart every time we hear that someone in the church went through something and we did need to, we did not reach out it breaks our heart we 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 really feel bad because we wish we were able to do something we wish we were able to drive in every house and my my dad used to do it my dad used to leave home at 8 and go into believers homes pray for them pray for them get to the office at 10 and then at five, leaving the office, maybe after the service, evening service, at six, leave the office, go through houses, get home at 9 p.m. I don't want to do that. He burnt out. The man was working for the Lord. I know I have to work for the Lord. Not that way. I have a remedy. You are going to help me. Let's do it together. You visit that one, I visit this one. You visit that one, I go there. You pray for that one, I pray for this one. Before we know it, everybody's cared for. That's how God designed the church. 